This is FBG Jen. And FBG Kristen. And I'm FBG Margot, host and producer. You're listening to the podcast that will help you keep a lid on the junk in the trunk and inspire you to live a happy and confident life. Each episode, we chat with motivational experts and celebs and share our own candid adventures in being healthy. If you're looking for a podcast that's equal parts hilarious and enlightening, well then welcome to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. Welcome back to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. This is FBG Margot, and on the line today, we have FBG Jen. Hey. And we have FBG Kristen. Yo. <laughs> <And> <laughs> we're funky today. <laughs> we're really feeling funky today. Well, we have a really great guest today. She, her name is Alex Silver Fagan, and we're talking about women and strength training today because women, you need to lift some weights. We, we absolutely have to do that. And Jen, you and I were on this call today. So what, did you, what were your thoughts about Alex? I really enjoyed her. I love talking to her. She was so sweet. And I thought that her background and her entry and then progression to where she is now, her like entry into fitness and to where she is now, that whole story was really interesting. She started out as a uh, getting into like bikini competitions, like fitness competitions, where she was purely looking at, at fitness as a what you look like sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and she says straight up that like that whole situation was like not healthy. Everything like was so fine tuned to what she ate and what she worked out. And it was all aesthetics. And she's like, it, it was terrible, you know, but that is actually where she got her start. She started modeling and then, um, became like a Nike trainer. She talks more about this. And now she's in a place where she helps other people to, you know, be healthy from the inside out. And it's not about what you look like. It is really about feeling good and then feeling strong. And actually, um, I really liked her definition about what it is to be strong and how that is not just in how much you lift, although you definitely should lift heavy things as we talk about, but that it's, it's more about your inner confidence. So, um, I really, I really just enjoyed the interview and I love talking to people about anyone who's done a bikini competition. I'm always like, tell me how terrible it is. Me too. Because, because I, you see all of these pictures like on Instagram, all this FISPO shit that's like, you know, the person with like their shirt up, like showing their like washboard abs and it's like four minutes a day. And it's like, no bullshit. Like, right. If you really want that kind of bikini body that they're showing, like, this is what it takes. So I love it when someone's real like her and just like lays it out. Like, here's what it is. And here's how it's not healthy. And here's how, why I'm never going back there. Do you remember when we talked to Autumn Calabrese? Uh, she had the country workout and, yes. and she also was a, was a uh, bikini model or fitness model, excuse me, fitness com- competitor. And she would talk about like, you know, you want a glass of wine, forget it. You want a cookie? No way. Like right. you want, you know, everything you eat is measured and all of your workouts are so prescribed to the minute of everything that you do. So it's, you're kind of giving up pleasure, I think, in your life when you're yeah. doing that. And so and I'm glad, well, let's, let's talk about like Fitzpo because she was talking about like, it's like, what do you guys think about social media and people posting those kind of things on social media? <sighs> Kristen, go for it, Kristen. <laughs> I've already been on my soapbox for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think that it's, there are many layers to this because I, I think that it's, I think one of the really lovely things about social media is that it does provide an excellent opportunity to meet like-minded people, people with similar goals and um, people who will help to celebrate you as you're hitting your goals because they get what it takes and they, and they're, and they're supportive. 
and I think that that can be a very slippery slope though, of course, because it's one thing to be like, Hey, I just killed my first PR. You know, I, you know, I, I placed in a 5k or, you know, I, I, whatever your, your goal is. And I think that we would all agree that that's like awesome and something to be acknowledged and celebrated and, you know, high fives all around. And then some of these people are doing that, but then also, you know, really focusing on the way they look doing it. And, you know, that's where it gets really dangerous because if you're not, if you're not working out and eating well from a place of feeling like you deserve those healthy choices and your body is worth, is worth taking such good care of and you're doing it because you want to look that way or even worse, because you want the likes that come from looking that way, then that starts a really dangerous cycle. Um, so, I mean, in general, like when we think of Fitzbo, I think that we're thinking of the latter there, where we're thinking of people who really are are doing this to to look a very specific way and to be acknowledged for that. And that, I mean, is is a dangerous trend for sure. But I also just want to be careful about lumping everything that kind of gets related to that in because I I don't ever want someone to be like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't share this picture of me um, crossing the finish line because of blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like if if you're doing something and you've worked hard and you're proud of it, I, I want you to share it. But that, do you guys see where I'm getting all jumbled up here? Like Intention. Yeah. It all comes down to intention in so many ways. It does. And I think that that can be mixed up you know, right in your own head sometimes. That's yeah. why it's so important to get clear on your why. Like, why are you doing this? And then why are you sharing this? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I um, I felt like that when I was, I Chloe Kardashian, when she started getting really into fitness, she started mm-hmm. posting a lot. And I'm proud of her. She's strong and she's like, you know, making herself healthy. And that's a good thing to send out into the universe. Like taking care of yourself, making time for yourself. But a lot of her stuff she posts is about, her wardrobe and all the different sneaker colors that she has. Everything's color coordinated and she has like 10 or 20 of everything. And it's that kind of stuff that I really, that really rubs me the wrong way, you know, just, yeah. and you know, I, I, cause I just, you know, dirty old sneakers and your, your regular workout gear is fine. That's all you need to work out. You know, you shouldn't have to mm-hmm. aspire to spend that much money on all that stuff and I, I you know I know I I get up but I get all muddled too because like it's her life it's her business and people like her why do I care yeah you know yeah it's also comparison trap I feel like yeah well there <laughs> you go it's like it's like comparison trap on on steroids like in social media it's just I, I think it's almost impossible to like flip through Instagram or something and not view something through the lens of yourself you yeah, know, through the that's true. of how that is like or unlike you, uh, it's just so it's just so difficult. That's so funny. I um I teach a class uh, on Thursday nights, and it, it's evening now, and so it's dark at night. So I look across, and it's a very high end apartment complex. Like so that's across from me. These these condos, and there's this couple, and I can see their gorgeous kitchen and their gorgeous living room and their bedroom. Like all the lights are on. And I'm like, that's a thing I'll probably never have, and it's over there. Oh. And it's like I can. to get in your head but I was like yeah oh, that kind of bums me out a little bit I mean I'm happy for them but 
damn, I would kill for that oven, you know? Right. So <laughs> at least you yeah. have awareness, you know what I mean? You don't, like, hang your head down for, like, you know, the rest of the night. Like, no, oh, no, but you know? it, it is yeah. a quick like, thought oh. that flashes through sometimes, yeah. Yeah. which is so weird. Yeah. That's human nature. So with that in mind, can we touch on... Um, because like you said, I mean, we are all going to see these images, whether it's on Instagram or through the the window of our spin studio, we're all going to see things that I don't want to say make us feel bad about ourselves, but give us that moment of like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to, you know, be that size, to be that fast, to have that kitchen. Right. Mm-hmm. How do you guys deal with that? I stick my head in the sand. Yeah. Is this an yeah. answer? I mean, in a lot of ways, I do. I just limit a lot of my social media and I try to be aware of how I feel like before, during, and after. Because sometimes I will find like if I'm if I'm not in a particularly good if I'm in a good headspace, usually everything's pretty much okay. But if I'm not in a great like headspace, I'm not having a great day, and then I'm like bored or I'm just trying to check out from whatever, and I am scrolling through my phone and then I see all that stuff. I mean, I can find it's not making me feel better like nothing's making me feel better and that's when I have that awareness I can be like okay put that away let's go do something that will make me feel better Mm -hmm. and then honor that and then engage so I mean (laughs) engage on social media when you feel good I don't I don't I yeah yeah careful who you follow too you know just be really aware it makes a difference even if you think it's not making a difference it does make a difference yeah, and just limit it when you when you can, when you have to, when it feels like it's going to be damaging. But also positive self-talk. And this is an old Tony Robbins trick that I'll send out to you guys that works for me. This is very cheesy, but I'm going to admit that I do this. Tony Robbins has a thing when you're really feeling down. Think of all the people who love you and literally just name out mm-hmm. all the people who love you. And I'm telling you, you will feel so much better in a, in a very quick amount of time. And that's what I start doing. You know, you guys love me. My mom loves me. My students love me. Like you know, my cats love me. Just little things like that. Mm-hmm. That's that, that helps. That helps. But definitely you have to cut down on some people you just don't follow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You say that's not good for me. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I say we just get right into this interview today. What do you guys think? Sounds good. Yeah. Alex Silverfagan is an ACE certified personal trainer as well as a certified functional strength coach who knows how to get results. She focuses on building strength and full body functionality with training programs that include powerlifting, Olympic lifting, CrossFit, running, rowing, spinning, and yoga. With her passion for fitness and unique personal style, she has developed a strong social media following and inspired women all over the world to become their strongest selves. As a Nike trainer, her hardcore workouts have reached hundreds of thousands of viewers. Alex works regularly with publications like Shape, Self, and Women's Health as a content contributor and model. And she was named as a top five finalist in 2016 Women's Health Magazine's Next Fitness Star Search. You can follow Alex on Instagram at Alex Silverfagan. She is here today to talk about her new book, Get Strong for Women, Lift Heavy, Train Hard, See Results. Welcome to the show, Alex. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, we're thrilled to have you on the show. This is FBG Margot, and on the line today, we have FBG Jen. Hi, guys. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you the first question. I caught a video of you on a local morning show as part of Women's Health Next Fitness Star Competition. So can you tell our audience on how you started your fitness career and how you got involved with such a cool project like the Next Fitness Star? Yeah, for sure. So that's quite a long story, but I'll try to condense it as much as I can. Um, So I 
I'm 25 and I went to school in the city. I went to NYU and my last year I had just come out of working at a club and working in fashion and, um, or I was like interning in fashion and working at a nightclub and finishing up my college, uh, education. And so I really wasn't in a very healthy place and I found bikini competitions, um, through Instagram, which is kind of funny and full circle because now I'm, my business is primarily on Instagram. So I found bikini competitions and I started prep for a show in June of 2014. And from there I started competing. I then became an athlete with bodybuilding.com after entering a competition with them. And all of a sudden I was introduced to the fitness world in New York, so the group fitness world. And I started studying for my personal training certification. I started training at a place called city row to teach classes. And then from there, uh, Nike came into my class and found me. And then after that, I was offered a modeling contract with Wilhelmina. So it's just like one thing led to the other. And all of this kind of domino affected into what I'm doing now, which is personal training, private clients. I'm a Nike master trainer. I teach group fitness classes at a place called Solace, New York. I also teach my own class called Flow Into Strong, which is yoga and strength training together because I'm also a yoga teacher. And that is where I'm at right now. Long story short. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, I have a lot of questions to ask you, but of course. since I know that you've um, done bikini competitions, I, I know that we have um, a lot of readers who see kind of like this, the like the extreme fitspo stuff that can be on Pinterest and on Instagram and all that kind of stuff that is, I mean, a lot of people like to do a bikini competition. It does take a, a certain amount of commitment. Like you're pretty structured and there's probably, I'm guessing, a, not a lot of wiggle room in not at all. Not at what all. you can do. Yeah. Can you talk to like our listeners about the difference between like, like an everyday healthy lifestyle and the lifestyle that it requires to have that kind of a body? Yeah, for sure. So I, at the time thought that competing in bikini competitions and bodybuilding was healthy and it is so not, it's a sport and it's a hobby and it is not a balanced lifestyle by any means. You essentially are, weighing and tracking every food, every piece of food that you eat and that you put into your body, you are not really able to socialize or go out with people because you can't eat out at restaurants, you can't drink, you can't, uh, you just need to be very strict with your schedule, especially also when you're eating. And then in addition to that, you're also going to the gym uh, twice a day. I was going in the morning for cardio and then going back to lift. And when you're lifting and working out, you're not working out for um health it's for aesthetics so now i i i don't work out that way or eat that way anymore and i'm now in a functional type of training as well as the training that i give to my clients it's it's not just let's make your butt look a little bigger and make your shoulders a little rounder it's let's move well and feel good with more fit and strong role models that we're seeing in popular entertainment, there's still a fear that some women have that if I lift heavy weights, I'm going to bulk up. Uh, can you explain how actually lifting heavy weights will actually help you lean out? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, oy, this is the question that I still get all of the time. It's that, am I, am I going to get bulky? And, oh, you so won't. You so won't. So lifting is, lifting will put on muscle, but muscle does not take up as much room as fat does. So you'll be gaining lean muscle mass, mass which is going to also help increase your metabolism so you can eat more and still lose body fat. You'll be, and additionally for women, I mean, lifting weights is, is also helpful for calcium in your bones. Um, but you won't, you won't be bulky. The only way you'll be bulky is if you are overeating and then your body can't use that energy or use that food for energy and instead stores it for fat. So, um, I lift very, very heavy weights and I, I've never felt like I've bulked up in my life. So, and I think that even for some women that get into the, you know, the idea, they're like, yes, I lift weights, like I lift heavy, or I think I'm lifting heavy, but maybe I'm not lifting heavy. Cause I think so many of us have gone to group exercise classes and lifted like two pound weights or five pound weights for like 10 years, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's what's a really good easy way for um people to know like are they lifting enough and are they and or are they lifting too much if there's such a thing so i think that if you can lift a weight for like a minute and not really be fatigued it's definitely not heavy enough i like to go based on reps so if you're if you're lifting something for let's say five reps, those last two or three should be incredibly difficult. And the same thing goes for 10 reps. The last three should always kind of be a struggle. And I always encourage people, a, a good way to do this is like, if you're looking at the dumbbells and you're about to pick up the tens, just reach for the 15, you know, just try it. <laughs> always go up. And what's the worst that happens? You, you just drop down, you know what I mean? And then you try it again next time. So and especially when it comes to lifting with a barbell, I, I definitely recommend starting with a trainer at some point or at least having a program, which is what I wrote for, for my book, which is Get Strong. It's, you need to go into the gym, have, have a plan, or else you're not really going to get anywhere. Well, speaking of your book, Get Strong for Women, it's I, I've been flipping through it. It's beautiful. It's a DK book, and it's really well laid out. And right now as we're recording this, it is freezing on the East Coast. We had a snowpocalypse oh. kind of thing happen. And your book is great because you have sample workouts you know, in the back for people to do. What are some key pieces of equipment you think people need at home to work out to your book or just to work out, especially if you're kind of on a budget? Are there a couple of pieces you think people should have on hand? Yeah. So I do want to preface that this book is for a gym because you need a barbell, you need a pull-up rack, um, you need rings, you need dumbbells, you need kettlebells. So this book is, is unfortunately, it does require a lot of those pieces of equipment, but they can all be scaled down to, let's say, if you had a set of dumbbells, maybe one kettlebell and yeah, I think that's a, that's actually, and some resistance bands, I'd say in, in a home gym. And I also post workouts on my Instagram all the time with just body weight and dumbbell and kettlebell workouts that are totally capable or, or totally doable in a, in a, in a home gym. So, so many different exercise programs and just different books out there. Um, it's amazing how many different like options there are. If you're interested in working out, there's like lots of resources. Um, how did you go about writing your book and making it, making it different, making it you? Making it different and making it me. <laughs> so I think it's me simply because I wrote it. I, I, I've i gone through a lot of different styles of training. So I started with bikini competitions and 
crafting my body to look a certain way. And then I transitioned to powerlifting for a little bit where I was simply just working on lifting as heavy as I could. And then I went into CrossFit and I'm moving quickly and, and moving weight in a different type of way that's functional. And I, I think with all of that background, my workout cater to all those different styles. So you're getting a really holistic approach to getting strong. What is the exercise you find uh, most women are hesitant to do or try, but you think could offer some amazing benefits if they can just kind of get over that? Probably a deadlift or a squat. So both they're two like of the main powerlifting movements. I think squats are a little scarier because the weight is kind of on you, even though we squat every single day, even if we're not holding weight. And a deadlift, I think, is just it's. To- I mean, they're both total body, but. There's something about just lifting something off the ground that is just so satisfying. And I think people get really scared because both of these are used, can be used with a barbell deadlift specifically. And it can be a little intimidating to put your hands on, on a bar that has like these heavy plates on the side, but you won't bulk up. It's satisfying. You'll feel strong mentally, physically, and you won't get hurt. Especially you won't get hurt if you're not, if you, if you are looking at the proper way to do something, which I've laid out in the book as well as working with a trainer, but it'll make you so much stronger. Squats and deadlifts. What up? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, it's kind of fun. Cause like, at least with the deadlift, like you can, you know, you can lift a good amount of weight. So it's kind of, it's, it's satisfying. Oh, yeah. You know, like when you get there, you're like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm lifting half of my body weight, all of my body weight, one and a half most two people, times my body weight. Yeah. Most people can lift their body weight plus a lot more in a deadlift. Like you think about what we pick up in a, in a day to day, like groceries, children, <laughs> dogs. Yeah. Um, and then New Yorkers also, we just walk everywhere. So I feel like our stamina is just, is just that much better, but yeah, you can really lift a lot in a deadlift. And I think it's a good place to start because it'll make you feel strong instantly. For sure. So what, okay, so we're, we're recording this at the beginning of um, the year. And I think even when it airs, it'll still be like pretty new in the year. So what are kind of the workout trends that you have your eye on that you're loving? And are there any trends that you're just like, dude, that needs to go away? (laughs) Workout trends. So I've seen, I've seen a lot of boxing and I think that's great because it kind of gives you that same sort of satisfaction of doing something that's aggressive and intense. Additionally, I think recovery is becoming a trend, which I really, really love. Um, I, I think, and not just recoveries and like yoga, but actual true recovery of taking time to rest and to, I go to cryotherapy or infrared saunas and meditating and really taking the time to let your body reset before you go back to your workout and recovery is so underappreciated, but so necessary. I actually had a recovery week recently when I was visiting my mom and I just went for long walks with the dog every day. And it was like, my muscles were so thankful by the end of that week. Yeah. Yeah. You need that time. So when you're crunched for time, when you, what are your quick go-to workouts? If you only have like a half an hour or 20 minutes or whatever, what do you go for? So I have two favorites. Either I'll use a kettlebell and I'll do a kettlebell flow, which is a little bit dynamic. And if you're not comfortable with using a kettlebell, it's probably not the best option for you. But then I also love just getting a pair of dumbbells and going, my favorite time scheme is 40, 20. So you work for 40 seconds, rest for 20, and I'll pick like four exercises 
do either four or three rounds of it. And I've done like a 20 minute workout without a warm up or a pull down. That some examples, if, if you're listening, would be um, a front rack squat with the two dumbbells, then maybe a renegade row. So you're in a plank rowing the weights up. Then perhaps I do a deadlift with the weights and then maybe a core exercise like a Russian twist or a burpee and get it a little bit more metabolic and not use the weights. And then I'm dripping in sweat. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds tough. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Try it. Try it. Yeah. You pick your favorites and yeah. go for it. That sounds fun. Fun in that kind of like, oh, I fell down on the ground and really pushed myself. Yeah, miserable. My that was actually really fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite type of fun. So. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm currently really <laughs> sore from some fun I had yesterday. So <laughs> we started the conversation talking about the um, bikini competitions and now you're in a very different place now with how you work out and how you, you know, approach your clients and functional and healthy and all that kind of stuff. And here at Fit Bottom Girls, we love talking about body image and kind of how we can see ourselves in different ways and kind of take off some of that pressure to, for women to look a certain way. So I just love to know, like, what you're kind of seeing in terms of your clients um, and yourself when it comes to body image. And if you think that, because I know like it used to be like everyone wanted to be skinny and now everyone kind of wants to be strong. What are kind of your thoughts on that? And what do you hope that women actually begin to aspire to? Well, I hope that women are aspiring to be strong and not just this stick figure skinny because there's so much more that goes behind that word, uh, strong. I, but I also hope that they don't just want to be physically strong. So self-confidence and self-esteem, all of that is, it's more mental than it is body in any way. And if you're just focusing on the way you look, that's never gonna, that's never gonna happen. So with strong, I, the, the workouts and your, your physical strength should be this gateway into just being able to tackle anything that comes your way. So that that's what I would hope people or women would aspire to. So do you have any favorite mantras to keep you motivated? Any kind of self-talk, anything you do? Tell us, please. Yeah. I always say you're stronger than you think you are. Always, always, always. Because I, even though I'm definitely stronger than a a lot of people that I've, I've met I do walk into a gym every day and there are people that are stronger than me, like physically simply stronger. And I get really intimidated all the time. And I think also just being in the fitness industry, it's easy to look around and see what somebody's doing. And I, I always just got to step back and be like, Alex, you're stronger or stronger than you think you are. You, you got this. You don't need to be stronger in terms of comparing yourself, but make sure that you know that you've got this. You're stronger than you think you are, and you're definitely strong enough right now to get through whatever you need to. I love that. Me too. I love that. Yeah. Because it's true. You you're always stronger. stronger than you think you are. Always. Um, Which is why I said just grab the 15s. Right. <laughs> exactly. Put down the 12s. Put down the 12s. Although, can I, I wish the gyms had size 18. Like, the jump from 15 yeah. to 20 is so big. I always want an 18-pound dumbbell. Anyway. I totally understand. And honestly, 10 to 15 sometimes, like 12 and a half. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have 12 and a half at my gym, but sometimes I wish I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. This is just a side rant. Um, <laughs> I'm like, give me the 18s. Okay. So There's I think I'm. Gonna... Pound kettlebell. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, yeah. maybe that's the. Uh, okay. Okay. 
Touche. I'm going to ask one more question. I think uh, Margo will ask our last one. I would just love okay. to know, I know you shared what some of your um, your go-to workouts were when you were crunched for time, but what is just your general everyday or every week workout routine like? So I lift heavy three times a week, meaning I do either a workout from the book or I'm on a, a strength program right now. And that happens three times a week. In addition to that, Either on the same day or a different day, I'll do a hit metabolic conditioning workout. So I'll do either a CrossFit workout or I'll take a body class, which is the class that I teach at Solace in New York, which is the gym that I train at. And it's basically just circuits. It's CrossFit. It's metabolic conditioning. It's all this good stuff where you're sweating. Or if I don't jump into that, I'll do my 40-20. I'll do a really quick hit workout. And then additionally, I also go to hot yoga at least two or three times a week. And it's and if I don't go to hot yoga, then I do practice yoga at home on my own. So I have those three kind of modalities, lifting heavy, metabolic conditioning and yoga, and I sprinkle them throughout the week. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> I, it's, well, it is, it, you have to remember, it's also my job though. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm lucky that I have those opportunities, but even if somebody doesn't get to work out, six times a week. And that's, I always include a rest day, but if, even if you don't get to work out six or five times a week, however many times you're working out, you should be mixing up what you're doing to challenge your body, to keep things fun. And to also give yourself time to recover from one workout to the next. Before I ask the last question, I want to say once again, I really liked the layout of the book and you, you, you really do a good job of like positioning and where people deep uh, where their body should be when they're doing the barbell squats let's just say I'm just looking at this right now but yeah do you recommend people if especially if they're just starting to lift weights like maybe you know a lot of gyms give you that one free training session where you you know they'll show you around do you recommend people do that I do I, I hesitate to say that because I know there's a lot of gyms with some trainers that aren't as skills as they should be and I think you just need to you, you have to use your judgment in what gym you're walking into but it's always best to work with somebody who knows a little bit more who understands the environment just so you can kind of get your basics down and if not always feel free to shoot me an email um, my email is info at alexsilverfagan.com um, but yeah I definitely recommend talking to somebody who's a professional awesome so uh, Jen is it okay I asked the rest, last question I think so. All right, Alex, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Alex Silverfagan, what was the last song you listened to before you did this podcast interview? Ooh, let me check my Spotify. <laughs> that's <laughs> such a good question. Isn't it fun? Oh, that's a great question. Um, let's see. It may not be a very good one. Oh, God. It's it's very dirty. It's Go for back it. up by... Backed up by Dej Loaf. <laughs> that's awesome. It's, oh, that's it's, great. It's, that's a bad one. Oh, God. But also, in my defense, in my defense, I was working out earlier this morning when I was using my Spotify. So that's, we, that's probably why. We don't judge here. It's a safe space. Okay. This is a very okay, safe space. There you go. And just so you know, the trap queen, Alex Silverfield. <laughs> <laughs> and just so you know, Alex, we're actually on Spotify now. So you can listen to our show. Oh, on Spotify. Perfect. Yes. So you can listen check. to this Spotify and then you can go listen to Backup. Yeah, that's yes. what we'll do. There we go. <laughs> that's and you can work out. 
Good yeah. workouts. Oh, God, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> I, I wish it was like an Ed Sheeran song or something. I wish I could redo that. No, no, you got to be truthful. You have to be truthful. That's why okay. the question's so great because it's always yeah. like, nope, that's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> that's great. I got to use that next time. <laughs> so once again, the book is called Get Strong for Women, Lift Heavy, Train Hard, See Results. And Alex Silverfagan, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Love this show? Tell us why in a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read it on the air. Also, make sure you are a subscriber. If you want to reach out to say hi or have a question about a recent episode, yay, well, feel free to email us at podcast at fitboundgirls.com. And if this podcast jives perfectly with your brand, consider sponsoring the show. Get more info by emailing advertising at fitbottomgirls.com. Find all kinds of Fit Bottom goodness online and on social media at Fit Bottom Girls, Fit Bottom Mamas, Fit Bottom Eats, and Fit Bottom Zen. And if books and movies are your thing, check out the other podcast I co-host called Book vs. Movie, which you can find anywhere where you search for podcasts. Thanks for listening.